Professor Dumbledore has granted me permission to start this little dueling club. And with that, welcome to the dueling club, learning one spell at a time. Hello, and welcome to the dueling club. I'm Al. <laughs> and I'm Chad, and you're weird. I just want to make like an announcer. What's the problem? You know what, dude? I, I love you. It's fine. You don't appreciate nothing. <sighs> That's a double negative, so that means I appreciate something. Excuse you. <laughs> it's true, though. Anyway. Yes? Um, we are recording in my room upstairs. Yes, yes we are. Because we used to record in the dining room downstairs. Yes, yes we did. But commandeering the very middle of the house. Yeah. was kind of unfair. Uh, y- yes, and it's easier to be like... We're just going to do what we need to do and close some doors so nobody messes with us. Basically. We can act like it's for noble reasons, like, oh, you know, no. Well, I think I think for me it was part of, of it. For me it was part of it. I felt bad always having to, like, evict our nephew and our mom to hide in the other room. Don't shrug. It, it was kind of mean. A smidge. A little bit. Okay. So I'm, I feel, in a weird, I'm in a weird mood today, so part of me is like, I don't care, but I do actually care. It did make me feel bad. Yeah, so I think that this is good. Plus, we can just hang out. My room is not super spacious. No, but it's not super unspacious true. either. And I have a bunch of stuff I have to move anyway. Yeah. Okay. okay. I would think Apart you would need that. to move your bed over there. Well, okay, we'll talk about whole that later. Thing. Yeah. Whole other thing. <coughs> so, how's life? Good. Yeah? Yes. What's going on in your life? Um, just working and figuring out stuff. Um, talking to more realtors to get us an actual house, you know. Um, because you want to move. Yes, correct. Guess what? I am moving. Yes, you already are going to start that process. Yes, in two weeks, literally two weeks from today, mm-hmm. we'll be moving. No, that's good. Um, it's a little bit more northern, north. Than we are now, mm-hmm. but it's a nicer. How area. far are you from here? Twenty minutes. Also bad. No, it's not. Well, twenty to twenty-five minutes, depending on on which route I end up taking. Last time I went there, it was twenty-two minutes from here, um, and the time before that, it was twenty-five minutes, and the time before that, it was twenty. So it really just depends on the time of day and which route I take. True. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's not bad. It's just... It's just going to be a change. Oddly enough, even though it's 20 to 25 minutes from here, it only adds 10 minutes to my commute to work. I mean, I think that's like a big thing. So, I think for the convenience of everything else, living in an area that makes you feel safe, that you like... That you see potential in, yeah. ten minutes for the time being is a drop in the bucket. Is basically nothing because we're only yeah. going to start going to the office one day a week starting in November. Yeah. So once once things get a little better, then it'll be more of an inconvenience because that translates to an like, extra twenty minutes a day. Yeah, which is over an hour, almost two hours a week. It's it's whatever. It's just more time yeah. to hang out in your car and listen to music. Whatever. Or a podcast or whatever. Yes, I suggest podcasts. (gasps) Because I could listen to ours. Speaking of our podcast, like, follow, subscribe. We are on 
uh, Podbean. We're hosted on Podbean, but you can listen to us anywhere, like Spotify or iTunes or even Google Play or CastBox or anything else that you listen to podcasts on. We're on Facebook. We have a Facebook group. We're on Instagram. We're on Twitter, Dueling Club, Dueling Club Podcast, The Dueling Club. You can find us searching any of those ways. And, as always, we love you and would love to hear from you. So if you want to comment, go for it. We'll comment back. If you want to message us, go for it. I've, I've messaged people back almost instantaneously. As soon as I see it, I'm like, oh, hey. Yeah. it's um. So the thing is, is that I don't know. I don't know how people can be so, like, I guess when you get, like, hundreds or thousands of messages, messages a day, it becomes, yeah. like, daunting. But, like, for me... Someone messages me, I immediately respond. There's like I'm not doing anything super duper duper important that I can't stop for a second to like say hi or whatever. What? I'll text you, or I can't text you. Here's your phone. Text to me, I guess, because you can't say it out loud. No, I can't because I don't want it to be on the podcast. That okay. I said it. Okay. Um. So what we're do? So that's sort of the updates that we've had. She's moving. I'm planning to 100% move. Um, so yeah, I guess that, that's it for personal stuff. Um, I, yeah, we're going to do Harry Potter now. Yeah? You so, sure? Yes. So Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Uh, chapter 14, The Unforgivable Curses. This is season four, episode, uh, uh 16. Yes. Good job. Words. Oh, I, I didn't even know what just happened. Yeah, so recap of last episode. So, basically... Um, Term started. Or, or they got to Hogwarts, and they did the whole Triwizard announcement thing, and then Term has started. Yeah, That's, they already... Yeah, yes, yeah. they took some classes. Um, Trelawney is Trelawney, and she's all about doom and gloom. Harry's gonna die. Apparently. Um... Hagrid decided that things that can sting you or burn you or take your blood or all at once all at once are acceptable to study yes um and Mad-Eye Moody is a legend and Malfoy was a <laughs> ferret momentarily uh I don't know so <laughs> so I'm gonna put it this way yes. the way the movie did it okay we're not there at the comparison yet. Um, the way we the do this movie, every single we time, do, though, we do. where we're like, we're totally going to compare it in this one episode, and we, and we do, but we compare it throughout, and then we compare it again in the one episode. Well, th- this is just like a, a very big sweeping statement. I think yes. Moody, the way they did it in the movie, was perfect. There is yeah. no other way they could have done it. Yeah, they. Uh, my only thing is that they did it in a different location. I mean, just in general, Moody as a character. Oh, yeah. That scene specifically did it in a different, a different location. It's like a courtyard versus a, a hallway. Yes. Um, fine. Um, but it being done in the... But but the way they did Moody was truly yeah. perfect. No, that's the way it is. That's yeah. the only way I imagine it. They, got, really, they, got rid of, they got rid of his thing, though. What thing? Constant Vigilance. It's yes. constantly repeated. It, they got oh, we don't it. find that out until this chapter. Like yeah, yeah. I'm just... It, it's a minor spoiler for It's not minutes. really. It's not really. Yeah. Because you're going to hear it in a little <laughs> while. 
basically. But no, they, they got rid of that, and I think that that was like a really big thing for him. Well, they got rid of a bunch of things throughout the series that they shouldn't have. But I, I think we're, we're being very... Um, it's a little nitpicky. Yes. But it's something that is very... You know that that is a problematic phrase, so that's why I'm trying to oh, Lord. not use it. Everything is a problematic phrase at some point. We need to sort of just own our words again and be like... But that's not, not a phrase that we should be saying anyway. Let's not talk about this Okay. Right now. You're right. Okay. Just remember words matter. I, okay. I agree. Oh. We anyway. have, we, you and I have had this conversation before. Yeah. Moving on. So that's what happened. And since he's a legend, they are super excited to be able to spend time with him. But that's Monday and they have to wait till Thursday. Yes. So we begin. The next two days after the beginning of term were fairly uneventful. Neville being Neville occurred, having had problems in potions. Um, you and I just had this conversation. I feel like this entire series does Neville a huge disservice because we... We literally just had this conversation. We just had this conversation. Literally five minutes ago. Mm-hmm. Um, we already know that he doesn't have his own wand. He's using his dad's wand. We know this. They already said it in the series. Yes. We also know from the first book that wands choose the wizard. There has to be a reason why wands choose the wizard. Because maybe it's a good fit. You're going to be more powerful with it. It suits your personality, whatever. If he has a wand that didn't choose him, there's gotta, there's gotta be some drawback to it, and literally everything he does with his wand is like kind of only halfway there, or a quarter of the way there. So they do, they do him a disservice without being like, hey, maybe it's not you, maybe it's the fact that your wand isn't yours. Yeah, I think that. So wand lore is is. Um... There's more wand lore in this book later. Mm-hmm. There is a lot of wand lore in the last book. It comes up in like four chapters from now yeah, or three chapters three from now. Um, so the issue is is that wand lore isn't um, part of the main series very, very much. No. They it, sort of give you cores, different the... woods. They kind of mention how bow truckles nest in, in wand quality wood. They look like a bunch of little things sprinkled throughout. Yes. But wand lore is actually really comprehensive outside of the book series that JK has created. So they also mention more wand lore like, throughout the next books. Yeah, yeah. Like from here on out, we get more wand information. So there's... We're limited in how far we can go into discussing what we want to discuss on one lore, unless we literally, starting next episode, say, spoiler heavy, we're going to talk about everything. Yeah. Um, but so we haven't gotten there yet. This is a common thing that's happened for me, though. I've talked to people who have only watched the movies, mm-hmm. and they're like, so is Ollivander the only person who makes wands? No, there's And I'm also, like, no, there's, there's, a, there's a lot. There's a lot. So, we will have to talk about exactly. more later. Exactly. Like, I'm that just has saying. to be its own episode. Maybe that's a, an episode we we do right after this, where we talk about wands in general. Like, I don't know. 
but we have to talk about it because it's important because it does again it does a disservice to Neville remember in book two in Chamber of Secrets when Ron broke his wand mm-hmm. when it was snapped almost in half and even though he was um, not a better than average wizard with a wand that wasn't whole or complete his spells went wrong well that's another thing is that so Ron's original wand is a was, hand-me-down. Yes. We've mentioned this before. I think it was Bill's. Charlie's. Char- was it? Okay, Charlie's. Which also makes me sad for him because Charlie loved being with creatures. Mm-hmm. So I'm pretty sure he didn't take care of his wand very well. No, he didn't. We actually see, um, if the you look at models, it's, sticking out? Out. It's, it's mentioned yeah. that it's sticking out and there's, there's like pockmarks on it. And bits where you can literally see the core throughout the wand. Yeah. So, so but he was still an above average wizard mm-hmm. with a wand that wasn't his and with a wand that was starting to fray. And just a heads up, tiny little bit of wand lore that is available on Wizarding World, which used to be Pottermore. So it's not like we're going completely out there. You can find this information. Yes. Wands have to sometimes be replaced so an adult wizard can go through two or three wands in his witcher wizard can go through two or three wands throughout their lifetime having it be damaged like it happened to ron having it be worn out like it was happening to ron actually diminishes the magical capacity that it has and also there, there, there's so much about this that we're going to go on for like a couple more minutes and then we're going to go back to the book. Because we're going to have to do a whole it's, episode. It, it's on. a whole episode, to yeah. be honest. Um, the, Charlie's old wand that Ron was using was actually the most loyal combination of components. It was Willow and Unicorn. And which if it's super loyal, it's not going to do exactly what you want it to do unless you're its owner. Exactly. Um, so that's why... We see when he's trying to levitate something in book one, he just can't do it. Yeah. Because it's the wand has no allegiance to him and won't perform. There's also another thing where you mentioned how, like, they go through different wands, adult wizards, throughout their life. Sorry about that. That is a realtor. Anyway, I'm going to meet mine right now, actually. It's fine. Um, what's your call? Are you going to yours too now? Are you going to check your phone to be muted? Okay. No, mine's already muted. <laughs> anyway. I made sure of that before we started. Well, you're a professional and I'm an idiot. You're not an idiot. I hate <laughs> when you say things like okay, that. Okay, okay. You no know more. that those are like... Okay, okay. No self-deprecation. Yes. Thank you. Um, okay, there. We're muted. Um, witches and wizards, depending on what kind of wands they have, go through phases. So let's say your wand... Uh, has decided to be loyal to you because of how unbending your personality is, how you will not yield to anyone. If your and personality changes, your wand... Your wand can actually lose allegiance to you. Yeah. That's basically what I was trying to get. But Thank that's you. a whole... You're welcome. I was trying to, to <laughs> yes. get us there faster yes. because I don't want us to go into that right now. We can go through... We can do a whole episode. We right? have to do a whole we episode. We will. We will. And I, that can be the next one, actually, because we... Yeah. yeah. We'll just do that. Okay. I'll, we'll have to research for a little bit, but then we'll get to 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. Okay. Um, that'll be the next one. It'll be all about wands. Um, and that one will... 
Right now, you are made aware there are spoilers in that episode. Yeah, we'll there put is a, no way to avoid. We'll it. put a disclaimer on it. We'll we'll let you know. So if you don't want any spoilers, please don't listen to that episode. Mm-hmm. But moving on. So I feel like this entire series, the the movies, do a huge disservice to Noel. Yes. And leave out a whole bunch of information that would make us understand things a little bit more. But isn't that the way it always is when books are are adapted to movies? There's always something that's missing, right? Yeah. So, anyway, moving on. Um, so, we just said Neville was having problems with potions. Snape is in a bad mood. And we clearly understand that it's because of Moody. Um, Moody having turned... Malfoy, uh, Snape's figurative pet into a literal pet. Um, and everyone assumes that it's mostly because of the fact that Snape always wanted the Defense Against the Dark Arts job, but for some reason he's never able to get it. But it seems like he's wary of expressing his displeasure. Especially with Moody around. Yeah, because like because of Moody. Because like when it came to Lupin, he, he, he had he no was, qualms. He was very, very like, I hate you. I hate that I didn't get it. You are terrible. Yeah. Harry believes it's because Snape is actually scared of Moody, to which Ron Lissfully says he'd like to see Snape turned into a horned toad and bounced around the dungeon. <laughs> I think Neville would want to see that too. Yes. Remember last book, we found out that the thing that Neville is most scared of, not his grandma, not death, not um, Dementors, not anything huge that kids would be scared of. The thing he's most scared of in the world is Professor Snape. Mind you, his parents, we'll find out in a minute. We'll, we'll, we'll keep going. Yes. Go on. Uh, the fourth year Gryffindors uh, were so excited for Moody's class that after lunch, they quickly uh, arrived to the class before it, you know, mm-hmm. they, they lined up outside the class before they were, they even went in. Um, yeah, they're like, it's going to happen, it's going to happen, it's going to yes. happen, it's going to happen. Precisely. Yes. Hermione arrives basically, like, she's kind of late to the class, but kind of on time as well, because Moody still isn't there, I don't believe. And remember that Hermione is doing that whole... Library. Library runs. thing. Yes. Yes. Um, Moody arrives late to class, telling the class to put their books away, which makes Ron excited, because that the only good classes of Defense Against the Darts, Dark Arts that they've had is when the practical lessons with Lupin, where he's like, put your books away, let's go. Like, oh. their first lesson with the Boggarts. Oh, in general, mm-hmm. in school settings, practical is always better. Practical is always better than theory. Yep. Although you have to understand the theory to make the practical work, mm-hmm. hands-on is always better than than not. True. So Moody happens to have a letter from Professor Lupin about the class, uh, stating what they've studied so far. And he mentions it. Bogards, red caps, hinky punks, grindelows, and werewolves. Yes. <laughs> yes, the trio has specific um, knowledge of how to deal with werewolves. Yes. <laughs> but the fact that they know so much about magical creatures and have had no lessons on um, countering spells, defensive magic, 
which is defense against the dark arts. They don't really. Yeah, they're they're they lacking the in the defense part. Yes. Um, and he inadvertently mentions that he's going to leave at some point. That he's only there for a short while, which Ron picks up on and questions him. And he's like, "Yes, uh, aren't you Arthur Weasley's son? And your dad helped me, but yes, I'm only staying for a year as a favorite Dumbledore." Yeah, but why? Well, because that's it. That's yeah, all you basically, get. you don't really need to know why. <laughs> He's an adult. He can kind of have his own reasons. Yeah. Um, so he goes on to tell the class about curses, and I'm going to read it because I have it straight from the book. So, straight into cur- uh, straight into it. Curses. They come in many strengths and forms. Now, according to the Ministry of Magic, I'm supposed to uh, teach you counter curses and leave it at that. I'm not supposed to show you what illegal dark curses look like until you're uh, in the sixth year. You're not supposed to be old enough. Uh, you're not supposed to be old enough to deal with it till then. But Professor Dumbledore's got a higher opinion of your nerves. He reckons you can cope, and I say, the sooner you know what you're up against, the better. How are you supposed to defend yourself against something you've never seen? A wizard who's about to put an illegal curse on you isn't going to tell you what he's about to do. He's not going to do it nice and polite to your face. You need to be prepared. You need to be alert and watchful. You need to put that away, Miss Brown, when I'm talking. <laughs> I love it. I yes. love it. So she was showing um, Pavardi, yes, her, what is it, her horoscope that she did for um, Trelawney? Um, her, her, not her horoscope. Her, or was it the Dream Journal? Br- no. Because it said horoscope in the book, but I think it's something else. No, then it would be her horoscope. Okay. It, it was. It they were I think still. Like, I think. I think it's called the horoscope. I think it's the same thing that they Ron were still and, doing their 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 dream their, journals. Not dream journals. Their birth charts. Oh, gotcha. Their birth charts and and what that month is going to do to them. That's what they were doing. So. Um, yeah, so he proceeds to tell Lavender to put away her completed birth chart that she, um, that she was showing Pavardi because his magical eye, apparently, as well as seeing through the back of his head, can see through wood. I wonder what else I can see through. I think, I don't, so little tiny spoiler here, I don't think there's ever anything he can't see through in this entire book series. I'm pretty sure he can see... Through, through floors. Yes, he can. Like, the like distance isn't yes. an issue. So I wonder what the sort of upper limits of that is. I'm assuming it's similar to how much information your actual eye can process. So it wouldn't see that that far. Things that are, that are too far away would obviously yeah, fall out of I focus mean, and be harder to notice. But I wonder if he had bad eyesight. Well, no, it's a magical eye. Never mind. It's a magical eye. It can do mm-hmm. just about anything. Yep. That's how you explain stuff. If you're not sure... It's magical. It's magic. It's fine. Mm-hmm. So he told her to put it away. Uh, Moody didn't ask the class if they know which curses are most heavily punished by wizard law. Ron and Hermione's hands both go up, uh, and Ron is called on. Which is weird, because Hermione's usually the one. But... If he already knows that, that that Ron is Arthur Weasley's son and Arthur just helped him out, it makes sense that he's going to throw a bone to Ron and call yes, on him exactly. instead of calling on the other person. Yes. Um, he So Ron mentions that he's heard of a curse called the Imperious Curse from his father, uh, to which Moody says he would have because that curse gave a lot of trouble to the ministry. Um, 
Do you think Arthur was working for the ministry back then? Or just because he, he was like around there? He might have been like an intern and like yeah. saw how bad it was. Yeah. Um, Maybe. So. Oh, by the way, I don't know if she listens regularly. Today is Marianne's birthday. Happy birthday, Marianne. We love Happy you. Happy birthday. True. I have to message her. I already messaged her. I was awake at midnight our time, so I was like, I know it's not midnight your time yet, but it's midnight my time. Happy birthday. Oh, that's nice. Yeesh. Um, so he pulls out, so Moody pulls out a glass jar full of large black spiders um, and puts it on the desk, to which Ron is like, Hit! But he also makes them bigger. Well, he makes it bigger for the next one. This one he keeps it as it is. So this is a passage again from the book because it's easier to use that than try and describe it because the book does it perfectly. Um, so he pointed his wand at the spider and muttered Imperio. The spider leapt from Moody's hand on a fine thread of silk and began to swing back and forward as though on a trapeze. It stretched out its legs rigidly, then did a backflip, breaking the thread and landing on the desk, where it began to cartwheel in circles. Moody jerked his wand, and the spider rose onto two of its hind legs and went into what was unmistakably a tap dance. Yeah, and everybody kind of laughs at it, and he's like, yeah, um, except funny, Moody. Funny, uh, find it funny, do you, or something like that. Yeah, and he's like, you wouldn't find it funny if you were under that curse. Total control, said Moody quietly, as the spider balled itself up and began to roll over and over. I could make it jump out of the window, drown itself, throw itself down one of your throats. Um, yeah, that doesn't sound appealing to me at all. First of all, I don't like spiders. So just seeing a spider come down from anywhere freaks me out. Like, I'm not as... <laughs> I'm not Ron level, but only by a little bit. Yeah. I don't like spiders. I don't. So I wouldn't have been one of the people laughing. Neither was Ron. We don't do that crap. Um, but I don't. I wouldn't want to be under a curse like that, where somebody just basically forces you to do whatever they want you to do. Yeah. No. 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 That. That. I mean, that's awful. Yes. Truly awful. Um, so years back, there was a lot of witches and wizards under the imperious curse, apparently, to which Harry inferred it was because of Voldemort. Um, of course, everything, years back, everything that happened years back everything is because, bad. yes, yeah. is because of Voldemort. Um, Moody Litson, uh, says that it's quite a job for the ministry to determine who was actually under the, the, the effects of the imperious curse or who was acting of their own free will. And it was name possible to figure it out, really. Yeah, because someone could literally say, oh, no, I didn't do it. I was under the Imperius curse. Yeah, I killed that Just person like that. because, like, I didn't have control. Or It wasn't really me. Yeah, exactly. Um, prompted for another example of an illegal curse, Hermione's hand again shoots into the air, surprisingly followed by Neville, to which Neville is called on. I wonder why he still hasn't called on Hermione. Yeah. Um, I think I have my reason, but I don't want to say, because spoiler. Okay. So, um, Neville says quietly that it's the Cruciatus curse. Uh, Moody grabs another spider, places it on the desk, 
and enlarges it with the spell in Gorgio, so that the class can see better. He raises his wand, points at the spider, and mutters, Crucio. And again, another passage from the book. Or Crucio. Yes. Whichever way you want to say it. I like Crucio. Crucio. Okay. Voldemort. Yes, I know. Yeah. Okay. Weirdy. Anyway. I just like calling you weird. Um, at once, the spider's legs bet in upon its body. It rolled over and began to twitch horribly, rocking from side to side. No sound came from it, but Harry was sure that it could have been, uh, that it, uh, if it had given voice, it if, would have been screaming. If it could have given voice. Yeah, that's what I said. If no, you, you forgot voice. the word could. No, I, I said could. We're going to go back now. I challenge you after we're done. Okay. It would have been screaming. Moody did not remove his wand, and the spider started to shudder and jerk more violently. And Hermione shouts at him to stop it. And Harry notices that she's not even looking at the spider. She's looking at Neville, who has his fists clenched on the desk in front of him, his knuckles white, and his eyes wide and horrified. Um... Yeah, I don't. That this is like really tough for me because I know why well, Neville is the yes. why he's reacting the way he is, and it it's bad. It's bad, but obviously, like mm-hmm. we're not going to say anything about it. Yes, we're just going to keep going because because we don't. Yeah, we're Mo- not there yet. Okay, Moody relents and shrinks the spider again using the spell Reducio. Um, and lets the class know that it's pain. That's what the Cruciatus curse is. But it's not like, oh, I stubbed my toe pain, or, oh, you know, I I have a really bad, uh, I have cramps today, and yeah. it's really bad. There's it's, no, like, he, he says himself, there's no need for thumbscrews. There's no need for any kind of torture. If, if you, you can perform the Cruciatus curse, that is all you will need. And... It makes sense because if you ever watch any kind of like spy movies or 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 even like NCIS, uh, Criminal Minds, any of those kinds of shows, mm-hmm. they literally say you can get people to do and say just about anything if you give them enough pain. Once you take it away, the promise of taking it away is enough to make anyone cave. That that's the thing, actually. Why it's actually like a crime. Like it's not. I'm not sure if it's um, a war crime or not. Yes, it is. I think that the the U.S. specifically. Again, you said it is. I'm not sure personally. I have to look it up. I trust your word, but I like looking things myself. That's I know. That's why your secondary house is Ravenclaw. Moving on. (laughs) Um. Torturing does nothing. The act of torture itself, it's when you relent torture, like you said, is what gets you actual information. And even then, even then, that isn't enough to go as a lead because sometimes people will tell you what you want to hear to have that go away. Yeah. So torture is actually not the way. The way you And it's get considered a war crime per the Geneva Convention. There we go. What you're supposed to do... Never mind, we're not going to go about torture and how to get Okay, no, nope, moving on. That's a whole other thing. That, that's um, not what this podcast is about. True. Okay. So, the rest of the class is very curious about what the last curse is because he's mentioned... He mentions there's one last one. And Hermione's and hand is. is in the air still. Yes. So, she's finally called on. And she whispers, Avada Kedavra. 
Two passages from the books coming up. From the book coming up. Ah, said Moody, another slight smile twisting his lopsided mouth. Yes, the last and the worst. Avada Kedavra, the killing curse. Reaching for the last spider that was trying to evade him as if it knew what was going to happen, he placed it on the desktop. It tries to escape, of course, um, and Moody roared, Avada Kedavra! There was a flash of blinding green light and a rushing sound, as though a vast, invisible something was soaring through the air. Instantaneously, the spider rolled over onto its back, unmarked, but unmistakably dead. Several of the students stifled cries. Ron had thrown himself backward and almost toppled off his seat as the spider skidded toward him. Well, I think it's not just the fact that he's scared of spiders. He literally just just watched watched someone... Yeah. That's it. He literally just watched death. Uh, Moody explains that the other curses can be blocked or defended against, but not the killing curse. There's no counter curse, no blocking it. There's only one person who has ever survived it, and he's sitting right in front of him. That's insane. Mm-hmm. There's no way to block it. There's no way to... Well, I mean, you could roll out of the way, I guess. You can jump out of the way. Yes. You can, you can try and dodge it, but... But literally, if you don't see it coming, there's nothing you can do to protect yourself from it. Yeah. Like, about a cadaver, you did. Yep. Um, Harry understood in that moment, that's how his parents died. Unblemished, unharmed. Just a flash of green light with the sound of death speeding towards them. He actually thinks of the memories he was able to see because of the Dementors. Mm -hmm. Because the Dementors make you relive the worst moments in your life. Mm -hmm. And that despair that you feel because of it. And they suck the joy out of you. He remembered it happening. He remembered the green light. He remembered his dad yelling for, for his mom to take Harry and and go. And he remembers the green light. And then he remembers his mom pleading, no, not not him, anyone, no, please, take me instead, not him. And he remembers the green light and his mom dying. Mm-hmm. He remembers the green light coming towards him. Like, these are things, because of last year, that he remembers... How terrible. Yeah. How terrible. So Moody, um, like, lets the class know that there is powerful magic that goes behind using the killing curse. Uh, like, he even says himself, like, you can all raise your wands, point it at, at me, try the incantation, that and won't I so much as get, get a nosebleed. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, so, in regards to, like, constant vigilance, like we've mentioned, that's Moody's theme... Um, there's actually, I read a story on Reddit about, like, people and, like, teaching their kids stuff, mm-hmm. and one of the stories was a grandpa who would take his grandchildren to, like, restaurants or stores or something, somewhere where they can go in and then sit down, usually restaurants, um, and he would ask his grandchildren after about five minutes, like, you know, how many people are here, um, who's wearing, you know, a green shirt in here, who's... Stuff like that, so that they are aware of their surroundings. And, like, that's extreme, but I think it's a useful knowledge or useful practice, in a sense, if you're in somewhere that you're not familiar with. Well, it also makes sense 
if you think about it in today's day and age where we have to deal with worrying about things happening to our children yeah. if you think about it you want to make sure that they know what their surroundings are so if They're they safe. get lost they can say i was here and this is what it looked like and this is what it sounded like and this was what was there they're safe yeah it's just a way to keep yourself safe yes no anything wrong with that i just i just do think it's a little extreme yes i think it's also a thing that happened in a born movie right maybe well, I used to watch a show. It no longer exists. Mm-hmm. It, you can watch it on Netflix. Psych, mm-hmm. um, where the main character, Sean, his dad is a retired police officer. Mm-hmm. But his dad would do that to him. They, he'd be like, they, they'd be in a restaurant. Okay, close your eyes. Tell me how many people in here are wearing hats. And he'd have to say, this person sitting at the counter is wearing a red hat. This person sitting on, at, over here is wearing a green baseball cap with this logo on mm-hmm. it. And this person here. Oh, and there was somebody who just left who had a hat on and somebody who just came in. So there's seven hats in total. Like, he just no, straight up, you know. That, that's, that's, I mean, again, I think that's a little extreme for an everyday person. Someone who doesn't have to sort of protect their lives regularly. But I think that it is something to be aware of whenever you're in an unfamiliar place. Like if you're traveling somewhere for the first time, having those kind of details can really help you. Yes. When did we become a The More You Know podcast? I, I just think that, I just think as a rule of thumb. <laughs> That's also a Also, I, God, I know. Leave me alone. Um, is, is the more knowledge you have, the better. Knowledge yes. is power kind of thing. Yes. Anyway, moving on. Yes. So. He tells them that they're going to spend the rest of the time. Well, no, he's going to. No, there's more. Because no. That was halfway through the paragraph. I didn't finish. The three okay. curses that he just demonstrated are known as the unforgivable there curses. And use of any of them against another wizard or witch or anyone in general. Muggle as well. I'm pretty sure it's part of the law. Well, there's um, also the statute of, of secrecy and that's whole and, and muggle cooperation and blah blah yeah. blah blah blah. So yes, obviously, if you use it on any being, yes, let's just put it that way, mm-hmm. magical or otherwise, yes, uh, using any of the three on any being yes. will land you a life sentence in Azkaban. Yeah, he proceeds out of the class, take notes on the curses for the rest of the period. That's what I was going to say. I know. Um, on their way out, Hermione urges uh, Harry and Ron to hurry up. Ron is just like, what, to the library? And she's like, no, Neville. And they find Neville, who just looks distraught. He, like, almost looks like he's lost. Like, he's not sure what he's doing. And he starts speaking in a higher tone, and he's like, interesting class, right? Um, um, oh, it's almost dinner time. I'm hungry. I wonder what we'll have. And then they say something to him, and he's like, interesting dinner, right? I mean, class. Yeah. It, it's it's bad, it's but bad. they they hear Moody like he's coming and he he comes and like sort of tries to console Neville and sort of pulls Neville away, and um, Ron is really excited about the lesson. He's like, "Oh man, Fred and George are right. Like he's the real deal. He's he's like legitimate. Well, it's so amazing. you're you're skipping over that. But. So he he appears. Oh, true, and true. Moody it. actually it comes up next to them and is like. Um, per the book, 
Moody's blue eye quivered slightly in its socket as it surveyed Harry. Then he said, You've got to know. It seems harsh, maybe, but you've got to know. No point pretending. Well, come on, Longbottom. I've got some books that might interest you. Yes. And he says this because he actually says along, something along the lines of Professor Sprout told him he's really good yeah. at potions. So he has. No, not potions, herbology. Uh, herbology, my bad. Sorry, he's terrible at potions. Yes. Um, at well, that, that, that really happens good later. At, yeah. That no, happens, it happens no, right it happens around later. now. No, it happens later. Okay, whatever. So, <laughs> You'll see. Here you go. Oh, yes. I'm it happens, in, it happens yes. in their dorm, yeah. Or, you're good. Yes. Um, but, so the thing, the, the whole reason why Moody even just said that is because Moody is like, oh, like, how, how are you, Potter? Yeah. And Harry's like, fine. Like, he seems he seems upset, which is understandable. Yes. And that's why he's like, you know, you've got to know. Um, yeah. So, well, of course, because Harry sat in his class thinking about how his and reliving died. his parents dying and how he almost died. Yeah. That, you know, yeah. that's accurite. <laughs> um, the, like, the trio disembark for dinner while Ron goes on about how Fred and George were really we're right about how experienced and real Moody is, how legitimate he is as, like, a, a defense against the dark arts kind of teacher, retired, or kind of thing. Yeah. And uh, he goes on about how, like, incredible it was seeing the curses and about how that spider just died. Yeah. And then and Harry... And is like... No, Harry, mm-hmm. Harry gives him a look. And Ron just shuts up. Well, yeah, but... Oh, yeah. You're right. Yeah. I was going to um, say something else, but you're good. Mm-hmm. Um, Hermione, uh, they, they go down to dinner, and Hermione scarfs down her food and runs off to the library. Again. Yes. She loves that library, but it's true. When in doubt, go to the library. Yep. Um, and then they finish, and on their way back up. True. To the (laughs) common room. Uh, Harry wonders if Moody and Dumbledore would get in trouble with the ministry, you know, for demonstrating the unforgivable curses to a fourth year class. Ron is probably like, probably, but Dumbledore is Dumbledore, so... And he's always done his own thing and not really cared what the Ministry thinks. Yeah. They decide that they they should probably get a head start on their divination dream chart thingy. Their their birth chart? No, it's the dream chart. It's not the dream? Yes, because they start making up fake dreams. No. Yes. Not the dream. They have to do the birth chart to say what it is that's going to happen to them for the next month. Oh, it's not oh God! You're um, you're right. You're right. I'm gonna do it. Okay, okay, okay. It, it's to find out what's gonna happen to them for the next month, and they yes. Um, well, what is it? What is it? They end up. They decide to do that, and they go up to their dorm room, their actual dormitory. Yeah. Um, to get their supplies, like their book and all that stuff. Yes. And they find Neville, who it seems much calmer, though he his he has red eyes because he's been crying most likely. Oh Neville. Um, and he's reading a book. That he tells them, like, oh, yeah, um, Moody gave me this book, and because he, uh, Professor Sprout told him that I'm good at herbology, and he wanted me to check it out. Um, and I think that's, that's nice. It doesn't make up for what happened, but it's nice. No, not even a little bit. Yeah. Um. But that's kind of, and I think Hermione says it later. Or maybe Harry says it, or one, I don't know. One of the three say it. That it's basically, that's actually really sweet of him to say something like that. Yeah. Because Neville never hears praise. 
No, he doesn't. He, he sucks at pretty much everything except for herbology. Herbology, however you say it. I think we should go with herbology. I think we should go with herbology as well, except I understand why people would say herbology. Yes. But I think that when you're talking about actual, like, actual s- plants or whatever, whatever you want to call yeah. them. Yeah. That, then you can call them herbs. That's what yeah. it's silent. But I think that when it's the subject, it should be herbology. That silent H, man. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's sneaky. Yes. Um, so... Ron and Harry, they go down to the uh, common room with their stuff to do their homework. And they legitimately try to do their homework. Yes. But they just don't understand anything about divination. And honestly, divination seems like a woolly subject. Not like arithmancy. Anyway. Okay, relax, Hermione. (laughs) Um, So Ron suggests that they, right? Ron suggests they just go with the standby. And Harry's like, Doom and gloom? Make it up. (laughs) He's like, Yes. And add some doom and gloom <laughs> yeah, to that. Yeah, exactly. So they, they start writing down, we know what's going to happen to them, drowning, all that stuff. So I think it's really important that we read that, mm-hmm. only because I want to talk about that in a few chapters. Okay. So, do-do-do-do-do, I'm finding it, I'm finding it, I'm finding it. Sorry about that. Okay, so he says, um, next Monday, he said as, as he scribbled, I am likely to develop a cough owing to the unlikely conjunction of Mars and Jupiter. He looked up at Harry. You know her. Just put in loads of misery. She'll lap it up. Right, said Harry, crumpling up his first attempt and lobbing it over the heads of a group of chattering first years into the fire. Okay. On Monday, I will be in danger of mm, burns. Yeah, you will be, said Ron darkly. We're seeing the scroots again on Monday. (laughs) So they keep going. So on on Tuesday, um, Harry says, oh, suggests lose a treasure possession. And he's like, oh, good one. (laughs) Um, Because of um, Mercury. And he's like, why don't you get stabbed in the back by someone you thought was a friend? And Harry's like, yeah, cool. And this is what, and he's like, oh, because Venus is in the 12th house. Yeah. And they just keep going on and on. Like, on Wednesday, he's going to lose a fight. Oh, but you're going to come out better for it, and it's fine. And I'll lose a bed. And it's like, there's all of these things that they say that all are super doom and gloom. I mean, yeah. that's what Trelawney wants. Yes. You know, you have to play for your audience, I guess. Yes. I did that once in high school. Mm-hmm. I actually, so my sophomore year of high school, we had a teacher who who was from Ireland mm-hmm. who seriously looked like a ghost. Okay. Super pale, super long, dark hair, like, think the girl from The Ring. Okay. Samara. Terrifying. Continue. Yeah. She gave us writing prompts every every week that we had to write a story and hand in at the end of the week. Mm-hmm. And I tried to make as many as I could happy endings. Have a little, t- a few twists and turns, but whatever. And the ones that didn't have too many twists and turns, she, or that didn't have gloomy endings... She would always grade me poorer on those than the ones that I had done with ha- that with sad ending- endings. Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. So I literally 
You just stopped and started doing anything I, sad. Well, I wrote one story, and in it, like, the main characters, they got into a car accident, but they survived. Mm-hmm. She gave me a C. I and she said and she marked it up and wrote a whole bunch of things throughout the entire thing saying it was terrible. But she gave me a C. I rewrote it because she said that that um, the next one we could do whatever we wanted. Like a couple of months later, like this one, we can do whatever we want. I rewrote it exactly the same way, except I changed the ending where they died. Mm -hmm. And she gave me an A. Jesus. And I took both to the principal. Mm-hmm. And I said, they were written the same exact way, except for the ending. Why is this one not marked up at all? And it says, I got an A. Great story. But the one that had the happy ending, written exactly the same way, except for the last paragraph, got a C. It can't be that subjective. So I ended up getting an A on the first one, too. And from then on, she just gave me A's anyway, no matter what I wrote. (laughs) And I think it was because she realized that I wasn't going to put up with her crap. True. But if I had... I want a 10-page paper, and it's just like one page that says, like, thank you for the A or something. (laughs) Right. Gotcha. But she literally... She was... her, Her thing was doom and gloom. She liked it. So much so that the math teacher gave her a Christmas present of this little pendant that had different, like, death methods on it. Like, it had a little pendant that had a hanging knife and noose and gun and something else from it. And I'm like, this is a Catholic school. Okay. Okay. All right. Someone's, Someone's got a thing. Everybody's got their own thing. True. She was not asked back the she, next year. She, you know, just didn't like life. So, um, <laughs> Apparently not. They continued to, to make up their stuff for about an hour. Yes. And the common room slowly but surely empties because um, people are going up to sleep. Um, Harry sees the twins are still around and overhears, I think it's George. Yes, I think it's George. Um, saying, no, that sounds like we're accusing him. Got to be careful. And what? George shook his head at Fred, scratched yes. something out. And Fred said it? And said, yo, oh, yes, George. George. Okay. Ha ha. Um, shortly thereafter, the twins pack up as well and head to bed. About ten minutes later, Hermione finally shows up in the common room. So she's in the common room. Uh, she gets to the common room and, um, oh gosh, what happens? My brain. Uh, uh, she reveals what she's been working on since the beginning of term. Well, she looks at their thing first. But yeah, she kind of makes fun of it's like, like, really, you're gonna you're gonna not actually do it. You're drowning twice, by the way, Ron. And he's like, oh heck, you got me. <laughs> I gotta change that one. <laughs> yeah, he can't drown twice. Yes, but she reveals what she's been working on since the beginning of term. Um, she shows off a box that's filled with all different colored badges, about fifty of them. That have the abbreviation SPEW on them. And Rob's like, What's spew? <laughs> and she's like, No, SPEW. Which stands for the Society for the Promotion of Elvish Welfare. And she says she was gonna name it something else first, but it was too long it to go on the buttons. Yeah. 
I was and, like, the society and protection of... Um, so Hermione and Ron get into an argument about how house elves, uh, house elves, wow, do slash don't enjoy practically being enslaved, which I think is kind of ridiculous. Um, and they go, they go back and forth for a bit on the subject, and Harry, in his tuning out of that argument, uh, sees that Hedwig is actually on the windowsill outside of, of the, the Gryffindor common room, and... He lets her in. Um, well, I mean, there's like a little more I kind of talked yeah, it's about. Fine. Okay. <laughs> uh, and he, she has Sirius's response to Harry's letter earlier on in the summer. Yes. And the response is Harry, I'm flying north immediately. This news about your scar is the latest in a series of strange rumors that have reached me here. If it hurts again, go straight to Dumbledore. They're saying he's got Mad Eye out of retirement, which means he's reading the signs, even if no one else is. I'll be in touch soon. My best to Ron and Hermione. Keep your eyes open, Harry. Serious. Reading the signs. Reading what signs? What are the rumors? Why mm-hmm. isn't he telling him more? What is going on? True. But uh, while Ron and Hermione question the contents of the letter, like, you know, where, where was he down south and all that stuff, um, Harry is furious with himself for having said anything to him, as now Sirius is putting himself in danger's way. By coming up to dog, uh, Hogwarts. Hogwarts? What's wrong with me? Dogwarts? Hogwarts. You were just thinking about your dog. It's fine. She's too cute. Um, Harry is so frustrated with himself that he leaves for his dormitory. He kind of like shuts down the conversation because he's so mad and just leaves. Yeah, he's like, I can't believe I wrote him a letter and now he's going to come out of hiding because of my stupid scar hurting. Like, if What something, happens if he gets caught? If he gets caught and it's my fault, like... That would be terrible. I can't do that. Yeah. Yeah. So he goes back up to the dormitory and he... It's the last paragraph. It's actually directly from the books. You can read it. okay. Well, that would take a second because I had closed everything because our... There you go. Okay. (laughs) Um, He heard Ron come up into the dormitory a short while later, but did not speak to him. For a long time, Harry lay staring up at the dark canopy of his bed. The dormitory, I can't talk. See, we can't talk. We're we're both done. The dormitory was completely silent, and and had he been less preoccupied, Harry would have realized that the the absence of Neville's usual snores meant that he was not the only one lying awake. Yep. So, you know, Neville's up reading his book. This recording, by the way, was so tumultuous. It was yeah all over. This episode, however long it is right now, took us at the very least two hours to get done. It's 55 minutes. Yeah, it took like two hours. Yeah. Roundabouts. Oh. The things we do for our art. Yep. We had, we had, we had so a, pretentious. No, but we you had like I mean. corrupted audio file that we had to fix. We yes. had to go out and do some... Oh, God, I don't know. We'll talk about that in our next episode. <laughs> Yeah, I guess. Alright. Okay. But yes, so he finally heard back from Sirius, but now he's not happy Which is about not it. good news. Well, no. it depends how you look at it. Harry getting to see Sirius again is good news. But the fact that Sirius is coming out of hiding... And putting himself at risk. And putting himself at risk for Harry is... Is the opposite of good. Yes. Um, they're 
Mad-Eye Moody is as impressive as everyone says, but he's as crazy as everyone says because he's showing unforgivable curses to fourth years. Yeah. Although it makes sense to be constantly vigilant. Yes. As we've explained. Yes. It's just, you know, the kids. Yeah. Well. I mean, technically, if we're fair, everyone at Hogwarts is technically a kid because you graduate when you're 17 or at best 18. 18. Which depends on your 18. But most of them them will have been 18 when they graduate. Most of them will be 18 when they graduate. Not all. Most. Yes. Um, so yeah, that's kind of it. Well, I, the next episode is either going to be the wand one or the next chapter. Um, I think we'll talk about we'll it find out. when we stop. Yes. You'll find out as soon as we decide, basically. Yeah, because for you, it'll be a few days from now. For us, it'll be a few minutes from now. Yep. Yay. Time travel, dude. Woohoo. We're magic. All right. That's it. We love you. Bye. Bye. We're magic. True.